Bluff City Media presents the Two Buck Sports Show. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, Drew Gann and Rusty Witten. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another jam-packed edition of the Two Buck Sports Show brought to you by Bluff City Media. I am your co-host, Rusty Buckets, checking in tonight on a dreary night. But you know what ain't dreary? is this podcast show tonight. Welcome in my yeah. colleague, co-host, the infamous Uncle Buck. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Man, it is another day in paradise here in North Mississippi. Uh, the snow is finally off the ground. There, there are a few places where there is still the remains of snow mountains from where it was pushed <laughs> off of the one or two roads. Uh, but other than that, man, it is uh, anything without snow. Any road without snow is good roads at this point. So, Absolutely. yeah, happy to be here. Uh, have been looking forward to episode two underneath the Bluff Bluff City Media umbrella. Episode number two here. Uh, don't don't get it twisted. Last week's episode was great, but they're only going to go up from here. That's it, man. And yeah, while this is episode number two for the Two Buck Sports Show, this is our 69th edition of this ramblings about sports and other things. So uh, welcome. Yeah, Jared Allen part of it. That's it, man. That's it, man. Kevin Malone in the office comes to mind as well. But uh, <laughs> grateful to be here with you tonight, buddy. And give shout outs where shout outs are due. You know, I, I ordered this shirt last week off of Twitter. It's one of my new favorites. Shout out Anthony Sane, a member of the Bluff City Media Network. He's got his own show, the Anthony Sane Show, on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 noon. Put together this OMGG shirt. So we're repping the Grizz. We're repping the Phenom. Such such an option. Awesome shirt. It is, man. It's comfy. You know, Sane, well done, sir. Uh, This is an extra large for those of you who know me. If you want to size up, get one. It's on his Twitter uh, Saint Asylum on Twitter. So check him out. Get you one of these shirts. Rep the Phenom so you can be an OG grassroots GG fan before he's the next Kevin Durant. Yeah, and if Rusty is wearing an extra large people, that means I'm going to need like a medium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kidding. exactly right. I kid, I kid. So, yeah, excited about this week's podcast, Rusty. Uh, for anybody who is new here, we will start this podcast off just like we start every other podcast with our Bucks best of the week, our Bucks best, our Bucks beef. And so, Rusty, I set it up. You knock them down. What is your best thing that's happened to you since we recorded last Thursday night? So, two things. Uh, one of them's brief. I'll be brief with one, and the other one I want to give a great shout out. So, first, obviously, if you if you follow me on social media, you know that I made my debut last night on Grizzly Bear Blues. Super excited to join that group and write some game previews and some game recaps. And so last night I kind of knocked the rust off with it, uh, with the heat game last night. And so appreciative of the opportunity to be able to write again. It's a great outlet for me and uh, I really enjoy it. So it was fun to do that last night and watch the game and <clears throat> come up with that article. So shout out Mark and the boys for giving me that opportunity. I appreciate it. So my actual Bucks best of the week this week, though, goes as a shout out to our first unofficial official sponsor of the show. Uh-oh. Drew and I have been going at this for a year, asking for sponsors uh, and asking for money and asking for people to support us and 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 sponsor our segments. And so last Saturday, I went and kicked the tires around Memphis to a few different businesses and you know got some ins in some places and then sent some follow up emails. So we'll see what comes out of it. Maybe nothing, probably nothing. They're like this big goofy guy from North Mississippi ain't getting nothing out of me. But you never know. Yeah. Y'all are listening yeah. though, please, please. <laughs> I told y'all to listen. You this people, week. yeah, yeah. If you people are listening right now, you now know. 
that we actually have a product that we can <laughs> yeah. deliver. You know, Rusty, while he may look like a big, ugly snake oil salesman, <laughs> he's actually right on this one. <laughs> I may not be right in the clinic very much, but I am on this one. <clears throat> but anyway, I got back to my family's house on Sunday, and I was sitting there with my grandmother. We call her Mimi, uh, and my Aunt Tina was telling her about what I was doing, and Aunt Tina just got up and left the room. She comes back in with a $20 bill and two business cards and says, I want to be your first official sponsor. So my bucks best of the week goes to greatest Aunt Tina at Tina Coleman's Alterations. Uh, she specializes in wedding dresses, prom dresses, bridesmaids dresses, pants, any alterations you need in the greater Corinth area. Her number is 731-879-6813. Again, that is Tina Coleman Alterations in Corinth, Mississippi. 731-879-6813. There we go, baby. Put her on the screen. So, Mark, if y'all <laughs> yeah. listen, man, we can get squared up on this $20 or I'll just buy you a beer next time I see you. But, ain't Tina, thank you for being our first sponsor and believing in us. Tina Coleman's Alterations in Corinth, Mississippi. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't – I know it was a cash – a cash gift, but don't right. think you don't have to report that to me. Okay? <laughs> that, I know I get my immediately. <laughs> yeah, I want my eight dollars. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I told him. I said, I said, I'll just buy you a drink next time we're together, like, uh, like a nice go. cold YooHoo or something. Next time we're together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you to Tina Coleman's Alterations, the first official sponsor of the Two Bucks Sports Show on Bluff City Media. That's all awesome, Buck. All it took was sixty-nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's the magic number for some folks. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> hey, maybe by the time we get to what's 69 times two, uh, oh, 138. Like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, what 138? We'll, we'll have a $40 sponsor. Ain't so, <laughs> I hit you up time, again. <laughs> Yeah. We'll think about making this a full time gig if we can get $40. <laughs> That's it, so, man. Yeah. So, All right. What's uh, your best yeah. of the week? Man, my best of the week is just I've been feeling really grateful uh, this week with the rollout that Bluff City Media did for us uh, last week. With uh, I felt like the real the the network was really behind us, really pushing us, and uh, we got lots of kind comments. We've got lots of of just shout outs and uh, just even behind the scenes scenes and in personal messages, just telling us like, hey, we like what you're doing. Uh, shout out Anthony saying you got the shirt uh, that Buckets bought here. Also sent uh uh sent a shout out to Rusty saying that uh us country folks are all right and uh, coming <laughs> from Anthony saying you know that means more than you know and I'm proud of you for my father sometimes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so I just been feeling really grateful this week uh and just uh just know that it is received, it is taken to heart. And uh, it is come, at least on my end, I can say that it comes with a little bit of extra uh, determination to deliver. You know, the Absolutely. more people that listen, it's, it is not a burden. This podcast is never a burden. So you can help me. You know, you are the writer. You are the Hemingway of this <laughs> podcast here. Uh, maybe you can articulate it better. But uh, it does come with a little bit of responsibility here. And so we're going to keep churning it out you know more now than ever have we felt a responsibility to make this entertaining and to be as creative as possible and yeah. we're glad to be able to do that here at bluff city media yeah couldn't be more humbled by the outpouring of love and just like you said it's just a burden's not the right word just it, it's a responsibility that's you're absolutely right just to get a good show uh have fun and just be ourselves because that's what's gotten us here so far 
uh, <clears throat> you know, we were doing this for so long when nobody was listening and now we got a few people listening. So we'll just keep being ourselves and see what happens. So again, very, very humble by the outpouring of love. Appreciate y'all and looking forward to a great partnership here with Blessed City Media for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Rusty, we've talked about the best thing. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the worst thing. <sighs> Drew, it kind of parlays off of last week. You know, last week was talking about the, the, the problem with getting old is losing hair. One of the other problems with getting old is sleeping. So... Mm-hmm. You know me, I've had a rough start to twenty four. This is turning into the Rusty's Geritol podcast. It is. I mean, I'm the senior here. I'm the senior co-host <laughs> here, so I can talk about what I want. Respect your elders. Um, <clears throat> so I haven't been sleeping great this year. Just had a lot of life changes, right? With the new job, new move, relationship changes, a lot of things have happened. So I haven't been sleeping super well at night. But finally, it just I just finally crashed over the weekend. I think Friday night, I just was just done. I was so tired. And I finally slept for almost seven hours overnight. And it was just like, I mean, it was incredible. It felt so good. I woke up refreshed. And then my neck was like, yeah, that's awesome. But you did it wrong. And so all day Saturday, I had this catch in my neck. And it's like, I get rewarded for finally sleeping through the night with a, a crick in my neck all weekend. And it was sore until like Monday. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I finally get a good night's sleep. And what's my reward? I can't look over my left shoulder. So I'm driving in Memphis on Saturday down Poplar doing the whole shoulder turn, trying to look behind me because <laughs> I can't turn my dad gun. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than driving with a crick in your neck. You know? Yes. Especially in Memphis on Poplar. And if our, our 901 listeners know anything about Poplar, it's 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 a free-for-all. And, and I couldn't look over my left shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate that 40 buckets. I know you do. You know, it comes with jokes, but I genuinely, in my heart, I, sure. I have so much uh, anguish in my heart for I the condition that you had because of a good night's sleep. It I is it. it is just going to tear me apart. <laughs> uh, my beef of the week um, is, <laughs> uh, is that school just went back yesterday, today. I don't know if you guys realize, like, my kids were out of school. My wife is a teacher, so my wife and kids were out of school since last Monday. And uh, things wild. were absolutely – it was an animal house in our house in more ways than one yesterday and in the days prior. I mean, I remember last Friday, my wife had just said, I've had enough. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to risk it, and we're going to go to Walmart, you know, like yeah. good country folks do, you know, when you're in high school. Right. You know, the place to go is to Walmart. So we just walked around Walmart. It's just been an absolute, it's awful. Just nothing to do all day. And the kids are just cooped up in the house. Uh, yesterday, my wife decided that it was good enough and she had a friend. And so she's like, you know what? She called me. And she's like, I'm going to have coffee with my friend. And I was like, that's a great idea. Take the baby to daycare. Leave the older two at home. And you go and have coffee with your friend. That's a absolutely incredible idea. Uh, and don't worry about it. She actually talked about taking the baby. And I was like, don't take the baby. I know you're going to feel bad initially for mm-hmm. dropping the baby off at daycare so you can go have fun. But you need to go have fun. <laughs> well, she was out an hour, hour and a half. And she comes back home. And my kids have just totally forgotten that we have a dog in the house. And he has just laid waste to our den. And so what was like my wife's first vacation turned into like household oh, no. turmoil. <laughs> oh, it was 
it was treachery in this house. <laughs> and I'm not getting into too much details because this is a family podcast. But they have no, by the time I got called in from work and I was like, she's like, you got to come home. And I was like, oh, here we go. And <laughs> let me just put it this way. Those kids have nothing else to distract them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they can look out for so, Chad now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So what's now, you know, this is a beef of the week. And so it was kind of negated today when they finally got to go back to school. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was just the culmination of yeah. just the complete debauchery due to solitude in a house for like 11 days. I'm sure. Uh, your Walmart store reminded me. I do have one other little minor beef parling off of me getting old. And, and, and Drew, like, <laughs> this is very much a get off my porch moment, but like, <laughs> These kids are looking younger and younger these days. So Friday night, I went, I took myself out, you know, nothing else to do. Uh-huh. So I took myself on a little date to Blake's uh, here in Martin, Tennessee, and had a good barbecue plate. It was you good. Treat yourself nice. I did. I opened the door for yeah. myself. It was really nice. I pulled the stool out and everything, man. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I sat down at the bar and uh, ordered, you know, a couple of drinks, had some food. It was awesome. I was like, you know what? It's Friday night. Night's young. I think I'm going to go to the, right. the, the bar behind it called the Hawk's Nest. Uh, and, and sit at the bar and have another beer. Oh, and no, you got to know that's a college bar, man. <sighs> See, I didn't it's think, the Hawks Nest. You're think. home of the Skyhawks. I know. So I walk oh, over man. there in the cold and shimmy across the ice. I'm like, this is a great idea, man. I, just, I cannot believe uh-huh. I didn't think of this earlier. So I get over there, I open the door. There's these two girls standing there. I swear to God, they were 14. There was absolutely oh, no way they were 18, no. much less 21. I'm, and I looked yeah. at them and I just said, this is not my scene. And just shut the door, <laughs> got in the truck. I drove to Walmart, took a couple laps, and then went home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's two types of places that you go in as an adult. It is a a nice family restaurant you can take the kids to. Right. And then adults only bar. There yeah. is no no in between. There's yeah. no uh you know, in college towns, there's always that one club or one bar mm-hmm. that'll let eighteen go in. Yeah. But then, you know, and they put the wristbands on for if you're over 21 and all that. Right. But none of that business anymore. If if it's <laughs> if it's okay to let an 18-year-old in, it's like, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, no. This needs to be like a median age of like 34 for me <laughs> to go hang out there. I, I need to be one of the young ones. Uh, you know, yeah, that's man. where I'm I, at in life. Again, I opened that door and I'm like, hey, y'all could not have driven yourself here. There's no way that you can drive illegally <laughs> in America. And I do not, this is not my scene. So again, I went to Walmart. I bought a, a humidifier from my bedroom. There you I go. Home. Golly, I am an old man. <laughs> I went in that college bar and I said, no, sir, not today. I'm going to Walmart buying Ben Gay and a humidifier and going to watch MASH in my chair. And then I woke up the next morning with a crick in my neck. <laughs> you, that was that was the Lord telling you to straighten up your path. Good Lord. You, know, you can't be messing around. You are 36 years old. You don't need to be anywhere where there are 20, possibly 21-year-olds drinking. And that's why nope. I left. I, pr- I opened yep. that door and I, hey. I, I should have rewarded me like with a with a good night's sleep and a fine neck, not a broke neck <laughs> when I woke up the next morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You can't ask for too much, Rusty. You haven't been that good this year. You know, no. you can't ask for a good night's sleep and neck. Apparently. You know? <laughs> Apparently, it's one oh. or the other. She you, what do you want? Yeah. You, you want three your... hours a night in the rocking chair, or do you want a good neck? <laughs> That's okay. it, man. And sometimes I'm not real sure which one I would take, but. Um, oh, yeah. man. Well, hey, listen, Give me the man. good night's sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. I'll, I'll take a bum neck any day if I can sleep all night, but. 
Listen, guys, it is time for our first little break before we get into our Grizz talk. You know, Drew and I are, got a lot to say. We, we were talking off air about it. Like, didn't think we'd have a lot to kind of cover this week, but I think that uh, we got a lot to say. But uh, first, just want to remind everybody that if you go on to Bluff City, bluffcitymedia.co, log in, click Insider Access, you got an opportunity to join up that you can hang with us on Discord, that you can have access to a lot of articles, insider previews of games, insider reviews of games, recaps of games that you can only find as an insider. Look, it's five bucks a month, right? That's less than a coffee at Starbucks that you're probably spending anyway. Five bucks a month gets you inside access to our Discord. All of our other content creators are on there. You know, I was interacting some today talking about Scotty Pippen Jr. And, and some different things. And so check it out, bluffcitymedia.co. Get instant access for $5 a month to all of your favorite content creators with the Bluff City Media brand that we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back talk about the Grizz not just the level of individual talent that mm -hmm. he plays with but it's also the, the level of his mind we haven't gotten cross court open shot this year right. we haven't seen that pass a lot number one you gotta respect him going to the basket there's a roller I gotta watch the roller uh, he has the mind to be able to say I see all of that and now I see this guy over here I'm gonna get mm -hmm. him this open shot how shifty he is to always be going forward it's usually side to side yeah his dribble moves are side to side, but going forward, right? which is very hard to defend. I just want to get you, as many times can I get you to do this? But for him, it's not here. It is here, which is with right, right, right. are, are his moves to get down the floor. It's awkward for a defender mm -hmm. to try to catch a cadence. Just you dribble. <clears throat> so now what I do is now when you go put that ball down, I'm going for it. But with him, there's no, it's hard for my cadence. But... Right. What's my cadence for you? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know yeah. what it is. Tune in to the Anthony Sane show Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Who do you need to step it up? Outside of David Jones, I think David Jones is David Jones. I don't think you need him to step it up cuz he's been performing. Yeah, like I, he's David Jones. Like outside of him, he's fine. I think Quinterly needs to play better. In what way? Like I mean, he's facilitating the ball well. I mean, we like I don't to a to a twelve from the field's not cutting it. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. And I don't need a runner three from the top of the key with three and a half seconds left. Is Virginia the game where Jordan Brown is going to cook? Those dudes aren't looking to run the ball. Cook what, dude? I thought he was going to have a freaking night. He came out with that fresh cut, mm. lined up. Mm. And then literally within the first 15 seconds, missed a wide open layup. Yeah. And then picked yeah. up two fouls right away. I feel real lied to because I thought we were getting a 20 and 10 guy. Didn't think it did anything for you. Well, I, I, mean, it I think we all, we all thought we were getting a 20 and 10 guy. And we are getting that in David Jones. I'm not even getting 20 or 10 minutes out of the guy. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome back, guys. Appreciate y'all sticking with us. We're going to talk about the Grizz and the NBA for a little while next. And Drew, like, Grizz just wrapped up a 35, it was actually 3,581 mile road trip across these great United States, going up to Minnesota, Toronto, uh, one other stop, and then Miami last night. Chicago. Uh, Chicago thank you. Well, see, I, I tried to block that out of my mind because yeah. that was such an ugly game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. So, block that one out. So, yeah, anyway, covered almost 3,600 miles. Wrapped it up with a win last night. I mean, went two and two on a road trip. 
reality is like you thought you were probably going to go two and two because you could beat Toronto, you could beat Chicago, but you'd probably lose to Minnesota and Miami, right? That's kind of what we think right. going into that road trip. That ain't what happened. Right. Got a monster yeah, it, win last night. Yeah, it was really – oh, you know, that Chicago game was about the first game that I just said I'm done with. You know, yeah. you know, there's – I've got family. We're busy. There are games that I'll keep up with on my phone. But very rarely am I home with nothing to do and the Grizzlies are on, and I turn that game off. And that's what I did in that Chicago game. It was disgusting. Yeah. And it was it was just one that was – it's very easy to forget about. And the perfect palate cleanser for that was last yeah. night against Miami. Yeah. Uh, let's say Wednesday night against Miami for everybody yeah. who's watching this on a, on a Friday. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Wednesday night against Miami – was the sneakiest win of the year, probably. And I feel like I've said that two or three times yeah. since Ja has been out for the season. Uh, it's you know, also I, one of the ugliest wins of the year. Like, it was one of those yeah. games that you just never really felt like we had it. Like, you just felt like, all right, here Miami's going to come back and win this game because we didn't have a great offensive night. We scored 105 points. It wasn't just yeah. an out offensive explosion. But we just kind of kept doing just enough to win. Well, and I think that's what you're going to get out of this Grizzlies team this year. You remember um, back in the grit and grind Grizzlies years, they did this a lot with inferior opponents where they would just kind of toy with them and then have them the fourth quarter with a close game that put the clamps on and then they'd beat them. You right. know, and it happened all the time. And that's what's going to happen to us on the other end this year to where good teams that are better than us just clamp us down and mm -hmm. then, you know, shut the water off and then win late in the fourth yeah. quarter. Because this team, this Grizzlies team, has a lot of spunk, has a lot of charisma. Right. They're obviously playing for something big here. Uh, right. And so, you know, that's what I expected to happen out of a team with the culture that yeah. Miami does. You know, you've got Jimmy Deep Butler. Culture. You know, you've got Bam. And you've got scores on the wings. I mean, it's a really good team. They were in the NBA Finals last year. And they added scary Terry Rozier to, yeah. to just further boost that offense. Right, and that was his first game last night. So all game long, I was like, okay, this is cute. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited. And I just expected Miami to come back. And right. Miami threw their shot. And this is the danger in waiting till late to kind of turn the water off and hope for that late win against an inferior team like the Grizzlies. Yeah. is that you shot your shot late. Your one shot, you had to take the lead, and they trimmed it to two. Mm -hmm. But then the Grizzlies hit a couple shots, and it's over. But then the lead became too much. You're having to foul and hope for some missed free throws, and it just yeah. didn't work out for them. And it was great for me. And, Rusty, I just I just have this question. Um, one, uh, I don't really care to hear anything else about Taylor Jenkins negatively. Uh, like – I know that you have not personally said that Taylor Jenkins needs to be fired. And I don't know that I've seen that. There's lots of people with beef with Taylor, but I've only seen a few people that's ready for him to get fired. This is a Taylor Jenkins masterclass because he is what he says he is. And he is a team builder. He is a, a developer. They, they want to be the heat, you know, every year the heat have somebody like Max Struess or, you know, Tyler Hero. these guys, yeah. yeah, that just come out of nowhere. No, I'm talking sure. about undrafted people, oh, like Max Struess, yeah. Duncan Robinson. Sure. And that's what the Grizzlies have been. This year, they have played three three-way guys. Yeah. 
and made one of them a full-time roster spot. They're going to make a second one a full-time roster spot before this year's over. Possibly and, a third. <laughs> yeah. And and then you've got Scotty Pippen Jr., who's a week into the system, and it's just like they find ways for guys to succeed. It's this system. And maybe, you know, when you deal with superstars, that's one thing. But what I've got to ask you, Rusty, is has John Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, Santi Algamas, Stephen Adams, are they holding us back? <laughs> That's the obvious answer here, right? And I, I'll say, I'll say this: like last night, what made me, what really encouraged me last night was Jaron had an awful game. Jaron oh, couldn't hit water for fell out of game. a boat. Yeah, he couldn't handle the basketball. He went five for twenty-one last night, one for yeah. seven from deep. It was awful. Like I thought he was playing with one eye closed the whole night because he just couldn't hit nothing. But Vince, man, with a 25-point outpouring, man. You had Gigi with 17 off the bench. And for me, and I didn't want to give away too much in my article last night. Sorry, Mark. But I uh, – like, Scotty Pippen Jr. is our backup point guard. Like, that dude needs a full-time contract. That dude was smooth last night. Or at least I'll say this. I'll say this. Let me back it up just a bit. Fans are fanatic. I'll back it up. Right. I think he should be getting all of, of Gilly's minutes going forward. Like, uh-huh. give okay, Scotty the opportunity. Okay, that's not a bold statement. Yeah. That's what, no, no, no. Like, I'll back right. it up to that. Let's see what we've got because last night he looked in control. He was smooth. He made good decisions. And and I talked about this a bit in the article. Like the ball movement was so impressive last night. The ball yes. never stopped. Like we were zipping it around all across it. And then like then Jenny would cut and he'd be open. Or then, you know, Roddy was going through the paint for a dunk. Or then Gigi was open on the wing. Like it was just a master class in ball movement. And we looked so efficient last night. And I'm giving a lot of that credit to Scotty Pippen Jr. last night. Again, his second game his first like meaningful minutes in a game and he looked like he was in control of the entire team and so that was most encouraging for me last night Gigi had a big game you know had a big game out of Vance who is just an absolute monster I got a stat really quick that I want to read and I know you probably got some stuff you want to add to it um but Vince Williams Jr there are only three people three players in Grizzlies franchise history and this is Steven Adams stats on Twitter uh, Funaki stats. He's been on a Bluff City podcast oh, yeah. before, and so he was on the Grizz 901 podcast. If you don't follow him, phenomenal follow out of New Zealand. But only three players in Grizz franchise history have had a game with 25-plus points, five-plus rebounds, and a 100-plus true shooting percentage. Those three players <clears throat> are Vince Williams Jr., Wednesday Knott, John Morant, and Mike Conley. Like, that is an wow. elite class of player if you're a, if you're a Grizzlies player. Um, over his last six games, Vince Williams Jr. is averaging 18 points a game, seven rebounds a game, four assists a game, 1.8 um, steals per game. He's got a 55-47-83 split and 72% true shooting. Drew, he leads all guards in the NBA in rim points saved for 75 possessions. Like I'm oh, talking about yeah, he's, he's ahead of Jaden Ivey, Anthony Black, Scotty Barnes, Christian Barnes, Chris LeVert, Chris Dunn, Drew Holiday. Like, he's defending at an elite level, and he's ours, man. He's a two-way hustle guy. Love Easton Vince Williams. Yeah, uh, he's no longer a hustle guy. The hustle will always be able to claim him, but he is right. a Grizzly, and he will be a Grizzly for a long time. It's so rare that you see somebody with, like, an immediate impact that was a G League guy. Right. Like I can't think of a, a scenario where, you know, a G League guy comes in and is immediately like a starter level yeah. guard with yeah. that kind of defensive skill. And it's because of that defensive skill, though, that makes him 
unbenchable. Oh, yeah. You know, because he is such a difference maker. He's such a hustler. He was everything that DeAnthony Melton was, right. except more better. consistent, you yeah. know, on offense. And yeah. the the uh, the three-point shot is something – I know everybody likes the, the tag three and D when they're talking about wings, and that's what Vince Williams is. But three and D, he is – that three-point shot he's got is absolutely legit. It's silky, sure. Sure. Uh, you know – I don't know if it's going to come down, but I mean, he's shooting fireballs right now. Forty-seven yeah. percent is a is a for those of you yeah. keeping up at home that may not know that's good. That's real good. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely hysterical. No, and what's wild, Drew, is we we closed out a game against the defending Eastern Conference champs Wednesday night with a lineup of Vince Williams Jr. hustle guy, Scottie Pippen uh, Jr., who is also like he's a two-way guy. He's essentially a hustle guy. Gigi, two-way player. Jitty. And trip. That's how we closed yeah. the game out last night too, or Wednesday that, night to beat the Eastern Conference champs. And like, if you'd have told me that back in like November, I would have asked lineup, what you were drinking because I wanted some. <laughs> that lineup is called Jitty and the Juniors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Jerry Jackson Jr. I've I've been wanting the uh, GG Jackson Jr. Jerry Jackson Jr. Um, oh shoot, oh, I'm blanking. Um, Vince Williams and Zaire Williams lineup. Just go Williams, Williams, Jackson, Jackson. And, That's uh, it. Don't tell me except that for that, I don't actually want to see Zaire Williams. He, play oh my anymore. gosh, like Drew. So I, I saw stats. He's got actually, the yips, man. I yeah, mean, he there's does. no way. There's no way he's this bad. Like, yeah. Shout out Luke on the Daily Grind. He posted this on Twitter. I don't have the exact numbers, but like he's shooting like 11 percent from the field and 16 yeah. percent from three since MLK the MLK game, he's like like he's like seven for like 51. Like it's awful. Yeah, and awful. it's bad, you know, when you're watching. You never want to hear the words on a broadcast when you get fouled and you go to the free throw line and Brevin Knight's like, maybe he can see a couple go in here and get back going. It's like, oh, man, if, if you need the free throws to fall to get your – if you're in that bad of a slump, like, mm -hmm. oh, you just – it kind of needs to go to the hustle and get his groove back. <laughs> I mean, it's just bad. It's so bad, man. Like, there's no way that he should be getting any more serviceable minutes. With the emergence of GG, you know, maybe see what you got in Roddy. We're not all that far away from Marcus coming back. Like, I, I don't know that Z is going to play any more meaningful minutes for the Grizz. And the worst part about it, and, like, this has come up on our Discord. Again, shameless plug, subscription. You can right. join our Discord and you can talk about the Grizz. Like, have we considered the fact that the reason we haven't moved Zaire is because nobody else wants Zaire? <laughs> like everybody well, keeps talking about like we're going to trade him, but who wants him? You know, right? Well, that's kind of my thing is like going into trade season, and I know that that stock is rising at the right time for a lot of people, and we'll get into this in a minute. Something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, stock is rising on everybody, but before this, it was like, yeah, everybody wants to make a big trade and whatnot, and draft picks are great, but you know, a lot of times contenders want players. Right. You know. And who do you have that you're going to get rid of? And really, it's just Luke Kennard, you know. But yeah. now, you know, maybe Jitty. Jitty's getting some interest from like the Knicks. Really and, good lately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jitty is a guy that is much like Xavier Tillman on this podcast. We talk so much about Xavier Tillman, and Jitty fits into this perfectly, where he knows his role, and when he needs to perform, he performs. Yep. You know, he's not going to work very well as the 11th guy off the bench in eight minutes. But if he's got a role in a team, it's almost like going into the game, he's got to know, like, all right, I'm going to tie up my laces a little tighter tonight because I know that I'm going to be a difference maker in this game. And because of that, they perform. And it's 
honestly, Russ, is, this is what I want to get to, is we talked last week about who's untouchable. Has anybody, has Jitty become untouchable? Has, you know, Canard uh, or Zaire, no. obviously. My list hasn't grown, you know, it's still the core. Xavier Tillman, is he untouchable for you? <sighs> that so, one will hurt. That one will hurt. hurt. Jitty would hurt, but X and X would hurt, but no, they're not untouchable, in my opinion. Particularly if we can get some of those later picks that we do really well with, or it can pair us into a big on an expiring contract that we might right. can work out a deal with. Because we do have that player exemption um uh from Jaws injury that we'll have to cut somebody, but in order to use it's like around 12 million, 12.4 million, something like right. that. But if we can get somebody move, we can use that to help kind of bridge the gap with somebody who might could get a new contract in, maybe a Claxton or a, you know pie in the sky like a Nas Reed or somebody like that, it's not going to happen. But we can get a guy, a big, that we need some help from. Of the guys that are – like, of the guys you've listed, no. Like, my mind hadn't changed. I think Luke Kennard can fetch us some – like, I love I love Luke. When he's on, he's on, man. He can get so hot. But if he, he can He was fetch so us, good I mean, in yeah. that. Uh, not the uh, – obviously, he was out for the um, – Miami game, but the game before that, Toronto, he was so good in that game, distributing the ball, and it's something you really haven't seen that side of Luke as point Luke almost. Like he was right. so and, good yeah. distributing. And again, like I think maybe my mind's a little different if Scottie Pippen hadn't played so well last night, and it's a small sample size of of, of him. But yeah, don't put too much stock in that yet. I mean, I know he's still got to come off the bench. It, you know, it, it, there's a lot of growth that has to happen there. But I, right. I don't think it still doesn't make Luke in my mind untouchable. I think if he can fetch us a good value of a big or some picks that we could then either use now or and this is something I wanted to get to. Do we like? RMOs will probably wait till draft night or the week of the draft to make some moves with our pick with some of our players. But if Luke is one of those guys that can fetch us a better draft pick or a better player around the draft, to me, my, my list has not changed for untouchables. Right. One, uh, one, the best trade scenario that I have seen is from Matt Hurtlicka. Uh, yeah. He was formerly with the Memphis flyer, I believe. And I had that uh, to talk about. Okay, good. And <clears> so, uh, he would have the Grizzlies sending Zaire Williams, John Conchar, and the least favorable first round pick uh, this year, and a and another uh, just okay. Let me start. Zaire Williams, John Conchar, and a first round pick to the Trailblazers, and the Magic would send the Trailblazers a first round pick and Markel Fultz, and then the Magic would get Anthony Simons. We would get Wendell Carter. And a first and a second. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. That's my favorite trade that would I've be seen a, on Twitter. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. It fits the timeline for the Grizzlies because <laughs> if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Wendell Carter was like the sixth or seventh pick in Jaron's draft. He was. So it fits the age yep. timeline. You know, Stevo is you know 29 or 30 uh, with coming off of a knee surgery. Brandon Clark's coming off of an uh, Achilles. Wendell Carter is the prototype that you yeah. want to put in this team. He is I heard it I heard him compared to uh Al Horford yeah. in the draft process. Yeah. And if you could get Al Horford, I mean obviously you get Al Horford, <laughs> right. you know. And, and I was talking about this today. I can't give away too much cuz I'm a physical therapist, but I have a patient, she's a grandmother and we talk Grizz her entire her entire appointment. And she asked about this guy. She said, "I saw where Wendell Carter's name that keeps coming up." And I'm like, "You know, I've seen it in a trade." He's somewhere between Steve-O and Jaron. He's a he's a more athletic lug. Al Hartford's a phenomenal comparison. He would instantly make us better. 
You know, this is a, oh, yeah. a this is a trade again. This is a hypothetical. There's no real substance to this, but it's a perfect trade, right? Like like Matt said, um, it's a perfect swap. Everyone says yes. We swap our pick back to the Golden State pick, assuming it lands in the six to eight range, which is most likely what's going to happen. I know people keep running like lottery sims, and we're getting the first overall pick, yeah. and guys like. If that happens, I'm going to go buy real lottery tickets because it's just it's just our night, right? And but so, let's be yeah. honest, like if if you send out, is Wendell Carter worth this year's first round pick? To me, I'm like, yeah, you know what you got. The great thing, right. the people that the thing that people love about draft picks is that they're unknown. Like you don't know what you're going to get with them, honestly very rarely do you know exactly that the person you're going to draft is going to be good. You know Wendell Carter is good. Right. Uh, let's see. I was looking up his basketball reference. This year, 10 points per game, uh, a half a block, half a steal, uh, seven rebounds. Um, yeah, so – and he's – but he's only played in 18 games. So that's the knock on him is that he's, in his career he has – yeah, since he got here, he started in the uh, 18-19 year, which is correct with the Jaron uh, draft. He's played 44, 43, 54, 32, 22, 62, 57, and he's played 18 of you know 40-something games this year. Yeah. So, and and again, know. though, like coming Maybe in I'll our system – uh, No, no, no. That, come in our system. Like we're not asking him to be a night out and night out guy, right? We've got – Steve-O, we've got Jaren, we've got X if he doesn't get dealt and he, and he doesn't in this one. Um, like, we got guys that can help spell some of that, maybe getting some time to get healthy. And, you know, Lord knows our medical staff is so great at getting people healthy, but yeah, neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think he still, I think he fits, man. Um, I think he fits that, theoretically. Yes. He fits theoretically. Yes. I, again, like pie in the sky. Like we've talked about this in our, in our fantasy football group chat. Like Nas Reed is the, that that's the, that's the one, man. You and I have talked about Kelly Olenek. Like that's a oh, great yeah, They're not getting rid of Nas Reed. Absolutely. Like they'll get rid of cat and go bear before they'll get rid of Nas Reed because of the future that he has. I mean, kids a freaking player, but window Carter Jr. Cat, fits our probably. System. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> Nobody's going to take go bear. That's the <laughs> no, deal. with no, no. Go bear. Especially after Cat's 62.9 and then his coach still called him out. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to get to that as soon yeah, as we well, get into the rest of our NBA in just a minute. You want to get to it now? Uh, the only other thing I had really about the okay. Grizz, two things. Um, number one, how about we had two players in the top 41 uh, for the USA, Team USA again. Jaron Jackson Jr., who represented Team USA last year, and Desmond Bain with his bum ankle was on the list. And I, I think that that that's huge. That's a huge nod to us. Ja probably would have been on that list if he wasn't hurt. Um, right. But it's just, again, it's a huge nod to our team and, and the, the talent that we have, the development that we have going on. Like, it is – it's incredible. Like, to have two players on that list from a small market like we are – Phenomenal. I was super proud of those guys and proud that, you know, they represent our franchise um, and could be representing yeah. us in the Olympics. That's super cool. Yeah, so Jared Jackson Jr. was a shoe-in to me to be on the team because uh, he was on the FIBA team last year. Right. And so you hope that he he's probably not a shoe-in because on that FIBA team, nobody was there. You know, I don't know right. if you remember, but Joel Embiid is going to play for the United States in the Olympics this yeah. year. Yep. Uh, you're going to have LeBron. You're going to have the A-listers. And so hopefully there's enough roster spot at the end to have the reigning defensive player of the year. It doesn't seem like it should be a stretch. Like we shouldn't have to twist anybody's arm yeah. to let Jaron Jackson Jr. 
on the Olympic team, but I the Grizzlies have never had an Olympic player play for America. You yeah. know, you've got the Gasol brothers and yeah. uh you know, I think uh uh who was it played for Greece? Uh, oh, uh Costa Kufas. No, no, he was he's uh no, he's Middle East. He's Middle Eastern. No, I'm talking about uh oh the dude he played at Florida. He was uh he had the bucket oh, tear. Yeah, uh, yo Kim Noah. <laughs> no, dude, come on. Who are you thinking of? Uh, um, God, who am I thinking of? And here we are. He was a backup it. point guard uh for Mike, one of the ones that uh. Shoot. Okay, just go on. I'm not going to. Oh, Nick Calathis. I hadn't thought about Calathis in a yeah. long time. That's why. Like, he's buried down there with John Luer, uh-huh. who popped up on Twitter this week. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are we talking about Nick Calathis in 2024? Hey, uh, before we go any further off topic, take your hat off. Did no, you follow through with what I you promised? Done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Uh, I've been busy. Dude. I've been busy. Uh, Too busy there. to shave your head. We're still hat fishing, man. I haven't been home, dude. I've been hanging out <laughs> with some guys. I've been taking myself on dates. I've been all over the place, man. I've been to Memphis. I've been to Corinth. So let so yeah. up and down uh, County Road 614. Calm yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the last uh, thing, the last awesome. thing I did, yeah, the last thing I didn't want to talk about with the Grizz, fast break, at fast break break on twitter put out our two-man net rating chart for the grizz did you see this this week that came out i did and and a quick plug for somebody who's off network if you haven't listened to fast break breakfast it is a breakfast themed nba podcast uh those guys are hilarious uh chuck uh chuck and john and uh i can't remember um uh, anyways, uh, fast yeah. break breakfast guys are great. Listen, after you listen to all the bluff city media podcasts, exactly. then you have my permission to go listen to fast break breakfast. They're a good NBA podcast. It's my two favorite things, NBA and breakfast. There you go. I'll tweet this out. We'll tweet this out from our, uh, <clears throat> two bucks sports show Twitter. If you're not following us yet, it's at the number two bucks underscore BCM. Uh, basically this chart tells me two things that Zaire Williams is bad with everybody. John Morant makes everybody better. Um, as does oh, yeah. Vince Williams Jr. Vince Williams has a positive with everybody, but Zaire, surprisingly, Big Body Roddy and Jitty, uh, and then Biamba, who's no longer a Grizz. But Vince Williams Jr. and John Moran are our best two-man players on this team. That's right. You heard me right. You Vince don't Williams Jr. is one of our is our second best player behind John Morant in a two-man net rating uh, per 100 possessions. And so it just kind of tells us everything we need to know. Biz was almost as bad as Zaire. Zaire is like minus 11, minus 18, minus 15, minus 27 well, with everybody who he plays with. I know. It, it's funny because if you look at the, the chart uh, that Fast Break Breakfast put up, you could tell which line, yeah. which column is Zaire <laughs> because it is just, it's just bad. And, yeah, like you said, uh, in, a, in a year where – the Grizzlies have a losing record by, I think they're uh, eight or 10 games below 500 now. Right. Uh, yeah, you've got the only positive Vince Williams, a plus 0.6 on a, <laughs> on a team that's losing substantially more than what they're winning. Right. Uh, is impressive. That's so impressive. And John uh, Morant went like six and oh, four and oh, out of the <laughs> gate. So, yeah. and, and two of those against older. two of those against the Pelicans, which, you know, yeah. Make sure that y'all, any New Orleans fans listening, make sure you send that Father's Day card. But 
uh, we can get a little more NBA. You know, we had some big games. We had Embiid and Cat going for Cat uh, going for sixty-two, and Embiid going for seventy, and it's made for a great, great uh, gif of <clears throat> Kevin Durant oh, at the post game when they and they said, you know, yeah. he went for seventy. He goes seventy, and I've seen it from yeah. like. When you're oh. out in Las Vegas and you buy two tequila shots, 70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, my favorite one, and you can relate with this, but it's like uh, eating alone when you're single, $15. Yeah. Eating with a family and the Kevin Durant, 70. 70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant hit a uh, a game winner, a double clutched in the air game winner. Just really awesome. And, and the testament to Kevin Durant is that it looked easy. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't don't look, don't let the fact that it looked easy make you think that it no. was easy because it was not easy. That boy just different. <laughs> yeah, different. Joel Embiid has been on a tear of tears. I mean, he's going to win back to back MVP if he keeps this up, which is which is saying like oh, Wilt Chamberlain numbers if he does keep it up. But yeah. just been absolutely incredible to go for seventy. Uh, quick question on that. How many free throws do you have to make? If you if I tell you this player scored 70 points, how many free throws do they have to make before you kind of like, eh, okay, but? Uh, probably in the, like, 20 range, 15, 20. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, my number was much higher than that. Embiid went, I believe, 20 of 22. <laughs> uh, and so, or no, he he had twenty one because the way I think about it is, if he scored, that's thirty nine points. And I was like, okay, that's a good game, yeah. you know. And then he had twenty one from the free throw line. <laughs> and so that's true. And that's just his game too, you know. He he's he's a big dude that nobody can guard. He's going right. to go to the line a lot. He yeah. should not be penalized for that. But who should be penalized is Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about. It is if that's not the most perfect example of who Carl Anthony Towns is as a person, yeah. as a player, not as yeah. a person. I misspoke. Uh, as a player, then I don't know what it is because the dude went for sixty, and all he cared about was getting his shot up to the point to where he was benched in the fourth quarter, and they lost to Charlotte. And he only had four points in that fourth quarter because he wouldn't stop shooting. <laughs> yeah, and Anthony Edwards did in the locker room said. You know, we were kind of distracted by him. We were trying to get him all the shots he can. They just totally punted a game against Charlotte, a, no, a, a bottom feeder. Yeah, uh, just so Carl Anthony Towns could try to get seventy. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's he wild. couldn't get seventy because Chris Finch could not stand to play him any longer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that wasn't the most drama that we've had this week. The drama that really unfolded, and this will be the last thing before we move on, is the Milwaukee coaching saga. So, yeah. like, he's the first coach, I think, since – oh, what was that? Oh, oh, I had his name. I just blanked on it. The Cavs coach that LeBron had fire when they had a winning record. Um, David Blatt? David Blatt. He's the first yeah. coach since David Blatt with so many wins. I didn't know that. To get fired midseason. And so, oh, boy's out. And it looks like there's a lot of, like, underlying, you know, chemistry there. Apparently, he was questioning Giannis's brother, who that guy's a straight clown, man. I don't know why he's oh, on the he roster, but it's incredible. But, no, like, Giannis and, and Dame had lost some confidence in him and his ability to lead the team. So, yeah. it led to a changing of the guard, and it goes back to, like, you know, I get the hype. I mean, he has an NBA title. He has a He's one of the top 15 coaches of all time. Like, I get it. I do. Like, I'm not sitting here – 
disparaging the man. Talking but, about Doc Rivers. But yeah. is Doc Rivers really like that great that you fire a winning coach midseason to bring him on board on a massive contract to lead this team? I, 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 Drew, what are your thoughts, man? I, I, I just don't know. This is wild. Well, I think this just goes to show you what is the most important thing when you're coaching an NBA franchise with an NBA superstar, uh, two NBA superstars that are paid handsomely, is that you will not win anything. It, well, you will not last. Your team will not jail if you are not in lockstep with your star players. Right. And it's not the other way around. Adrian Griffin had never coached, been a head basketball coach before at the NBA level. He... uh. He strikes me as a guy that was very much going to do things his way, regardless of what Giannis or Dame had to say about it. And ultimately, and with a 30-3 and three record, the two seed in the East, it costed yeah. him his job because yeah. they just got sick of it. And yeah. kind of things kind of start trickling out. Like Damian Lillard wasn't happy with the offense, his role in the offense. And, right. and then he ultimately – because Giannis – pretty much made this higher. You know, it came down to, you know, there was Kenny Atkinson and I mean there was and Nick Nurse and and there were other coaches out there when they hired uh they hired this guy and and Giannis picked him. And it just it didn't work out and it's because you lost your best player. It's the same thing Fizdale did. I, I remember he to tried say, to take his captain take Marcus Hall's captaincy away from him and really tried to play hardball with with the people who had built grit and grind in right. Memphis, who were beloved figures, like, right. it just wasn't going to last. And and Adrian Griffin wasn't going to last in Milwaukee. Rumbling started to happen two weeks into the season that they weren't happy. If you remember, Terry Stotts quit. Right, the former Portland coach quit in the off season. He had not even he had come out of retirement basically right. to come and be on the bench for Adrian Griffin in this Bucks team, and he quit. It's a Hugh Freeze situation, right? Like, just maybe you're running some <laughs> yeah. people off, like yeah. running off some of these guys that, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. But um, it's just a, it's an interesting hire, interesting move. Adrian Griffin, really, he got 118 days. He didn't get a full season, right, to, to mm -hmm. lead this team. And it, it reminded me a lot of Fizdale, you know, of, of being fired because you couldn't – you lost your star player and you lost right. two of them. And especially, like, generational talents like Giannis and Dame, you're not going to mess around with that too much. But – We'll see, man. I, I don't know that Doc is the right hire to lead him. Yeah, again, regarding Doc, it's, he's exactly the coach that I just described to you that Adrian Griffin wasn't. He is a player's coach. He's sure. a guy that, that he's a players Pete Yeah, but you know, it's not about listening. It's not about discipline as a coach, as as in a parent disciplining a kid or or whipping people into it's about respect and you've got right. to have that mutual respect. And if Taylor Jenkins does anything right, you can tell that the players have his back. There is a shared respect there between coach and player. And Doc Rivers has that everywhere he goes. He's universally beloved everywhere he goes. Now sure. he's the single worst playoff coach in <laughs> NBA history. I mean, absolutely. If, if, I guess you give him credit for, I mean, he's not like, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills in the nineties where he never right. won anything. Like, never right. won anything. But he did win one championship with Boston. But since but then, then again, could we you and I could have won a championship with those players with Paul Pierce yeah. and, and, and KG Ray and Ray Allen. Like we could have won that championship. Tony Allen. I mean absolutely the <laughs> grandfather before he was. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, I think that's what 
I think he's a good coach to stabilize that, if I'm being yeah, honest. Uh, he true. can come in immediately and just be like, all right, guys, reset. You know me. I've been around. Uh, you know I'm going to have your back. All I ask is that you have my back, and let's yeah. do this in a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see how it works out. A lot of basketball left. We're heading up to the trade deadline on February the 8th. The All-Star break's not long after that. We still got a lot of basketball left, so we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, if you're watching this on Bluff City Media's YouTube page, go ahead and go ahead and click subscribe. That way you get notifications for when we're on air, when Sane's on air, when the Daily Grind's on air, when Tigers Untap, when they drink beer and talk about the Memphis Tigers is on air. Go ahead and click subscribe. Turn those notifications on for us so y'all can be lockstep with Bluff City Media knowing when any of our shows are dropping. So with that commercial break and our last segment before we wrap this thing up. I'm, I'm just big on being able to vocalize what someone's role is. I always mm. thought my best coaches were the people that let me know exactly what you expect from me. Now, I might not like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if you come to me man to man to say, this is how, we're, this is how we think we're going to play you, bang, bang, bang. And, and uh, hopefully everybody understands. I, I'm not saying that this has not, not been done with this team. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying from my experience, we all have egos when we get to this game. Right. All of us. Every, to the last person on the bench, you got an ego. But you're not gonna. We're not. All of us can't be the man. Yeah. You're not, you 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 got to be able to say, okay, he's the man. But what do I do, and what can I do to help us be good? And yeah. if it's vocalized to you, then you know exactly what. I'm, and if I'm out there doing it, and now I'm not getting the result from you, now we got we got to sit yeah. down and have another conversation. Mm-hmm. But as long as it is told to you, this is what we expect from you. This is how we want you to play. Then then I I feel like again keeping his logo. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Tune in to the Anthony Sane Show Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, Christian. Yes. You are Penny Hardaway. I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. Today, you're going to play act. Okay? okay. Gabe, because you're a Jordan Brown apologist, you're going to be Jordan Brown. <laughs> I'm a Jordan Brown apologist. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Y'all are sitting across the room from each other. I said, don't tweet him hate. And he's like, you're an apologist. <laughs> like, good God. But either way, continue. We're in a room together. Why did things break down? Jordan, we brought you in this year to be the centerpiece of our offense. <laughs> <laughs> you came in out of shape. Let's call it what it is. Call it spade a spade. We play fast. Told you this when we were recruiting you. We play fast. One of the fastest paces in the country. You have to be able to get up and down the floor. You have failed at that. Oh, well, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Yeah, again, guys, make sure you're checking out these other great shows. There's so many good shows on this network. You know, The Daily Grind just recently moved from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., which fits on my lunch break every day. They're a great listen. Luke and Mark are our fearless leader. Uh, listening today on my lunch break, you, make sure you're checking out these other shows. There's some good dudes, good shows, talking about the Grizz, talking about the Memphis Tigers, if that's your team. There's a soccer podcast coming back out with the Memphis Football Club firing back up, which I'm definitely going to check out. I'm not a soccer guy, but why not? Let's check it out and see what's what's what. But this, this last segment started. 
during yeah. the World Cup, if you don't remember. Oh, that's you right. Forgotten. You know, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, Uncle Buck would give us the World <laughs> Cup update every week. Sure enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the only. That's the last time I've watched soccer, guys. And the uh, only time we've right. talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Outside of Ted Lasso, it's the only yeah. football I've watched. You know, so. you and I, we used to do a segment. I thought about this yesterday where we do like those random sports. And I found that like chess boxing that we were going to get you to go do oh, where you yeah. play chess and then you box in between yeah. rounds. Yeah, um, that would be, that would, it would be lethal for me. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm bad at both. <laughs> Well, guys, if you stuck it out this far, you know this last segment is where we talk about just general sports tomfoolery. We talk about things of note, sports uh, news of the week. And so for us, one of the big ones is we have yet another college betting scandal involving an LSU wide receiver, Keishaw Boutte from LSU, B-O-U-T-T-E, for those that Boutte. are listening, Boutte, uh, was breaking the college rules, right? He was gambling on games he was participating in. He was gambling on college football games in general. Drew, I know he broke the rules, and I know you're probably not listening to this. Sean, you're probably in prison right now because there's an arrest warrant out there. But, like, if you hear this, like, hit me up, man. I got questions because listen to this. Across two college football seasons, Butte deposited a total of $132,147 into the account. Mm. He won – he won a total of $556,267, but used most of that money to make additional bets and ultimately withdrew $50,282 from the account. So <laughs> my boy made some money, but then he lost some money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you can't stop until you hit it big. I mean, that's it. So, yeah, it's just unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that he was so uh, ignorant in trying to hide it because I saw where his his gambling handles, his login information was Kayshawn Butte zero zero and another one was like Kayshawn Butte seven. Like and he, <laughs> the big thing, I mean, SEC and, and fairness rules and all that kind of stuff aside, the only thing that he did was be underage. And that is serious. Sure. But like I don't think I watched Kayshawn Butte play at LSU for three years or four years, however long he was there. He was incredible. He was not point shaving by any means uh but he uh he's found himself in a fair bit of trouble i believe he was on an nfl roster this year i want to say he may have been with the patriots so um I think that sounds right so uh be curious to see if he i'm sure it would have yeah, came patriots. out in the story today if he was betting on patriots games like imagine if he was betting unders on patriots games like yeah. I, his deficits would not be deficits if they, if he was betting unders on patriots games well listen I, I read that he bet on himself on the over on yardage and touchdowns and he didn't hit either time he bet on himself yeah. so. so if there's a if there's another reason not to gamble money on yourself in a uh, yeah. in a college football game yeah, it's because you probably have jinxed yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of NFL, we had some epic NFL playoff games. I know we wanted to touch on those briefly, but um, and then I do want to talk about the Titans' new coach and structure there. But um, dude, some great football games last oh, week. Oh yeah, it was. It was uh, playoff games. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was an amazing weekend of football. The uh, the Lions Buccaneers game was incredible. I really thought Baker was going to pull it off. I did too, you man. Know, he is, he is slept on, man. And I don't know what Especially the deal is. Year. He he's he's he can be unlikable. Just his personality, man. I take that's the kind of quarterback any player that plays with him would take a bullet for because he lays it on the line every time. He's sure. got that swagger. He's got the moxie. 
He's not scared of anybody or any moment. Heck, he won a playoff game for Cleveland before <laughs> that was even a thing. Yeah. You know, and then he took the first year. He, he is the first quarterback post Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. It right. takes them to the playoffs, given that it was like a very weak comp, uh, division. You exactly. know, my Saints were in it. But but then to go and just pulverize Philadelphia in Philadelphia in round one and to go and uh, to really take the Lions to the brink until he kind of swung for the fences there and let his yeah. Brett Favre out and, mm-hmm. and threw that pick on the last drive. But yeah. uh, shout out to Baker Mayfield. Uh, the Green Bay 49ers game was oh electric. Jordan uh, the Love. 49ers, so man, good. just need to be thanking the good Lord above that they came out with that game because mm-hmm. uh, the, Green Bay just really kind of went down their leg on that yeah. one uh, late <laughs> in that game. Really? They did. Uh, and then uh, what's the uh, the third game before we get into the Kelsey? Uh, Ravens-Texans. Oh, Ravens-Texans. Uh, yeah, that was a blowout. Lamar I mean, just flexes muscles. The Ravens yeah, flexed their muscles in that game. Roquan uh, Smith, Patrick Queen, that yeah. defense for Baltimore is just freaking lethal, man. And they're supposed to be getting Marlon Humphrey back uh, <laughs> in just the perfect time, you know, yeah. to to play um, against the Chiefs. So, But the, the headliner, which everybody knew would be, was yeah. Kansas City Buffalo in Buffalo? Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game that was not the Super Bowl, right of his career. Uh, his true, a true first true road game in the playoffs for Patrick Mahomes, yeah. uh, and I mean that was electric. Uh, I have a hot take here, uh, and it is that I'm rooting for Kansas City because of Taylor Swift. Listen, what? Uh, listen, just hang with me here. That and makes one I, of us. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of and and oh, I think cool. it's I think it's now more because of Jason Kelsey than it is Taylor <laughs> Swift. But like if the Taylor if the Taylor Swift Mahomes Kelsey families merged and created a TV show, it would do, be the sports fans, what the Kardashians were to like twenty-year-old women, <laughs> they're the new Kardashians. Because Jason, you've got one. The only like Taylor Swift in the stands, like it doesn't even bother me anymore. Them showing her all the time because I know that there's people like Rusty who every time they show Taylor Swift, they're just like, you know, <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> and I'm just like, at that point, I just like hearing Rusty gripe. Like, it's not <laughs> that big of a deal. It's funny. And it's honestly like the apex of two. It's like the NFL is like number one across all boards when it comes to publicity, to right. public consumption. Number right. two may be Taylor Swift, you know, <laughs> just in the national lexicon. And yeah. the fact that they've somehow teamed up, whether, you know, I think it's fun. Like, I I kind of, I've kind of grown to enjoy it. And especially if you get drunk Uncle Jason in the press box, in the family suite, jumping out of the, out of the screen into opposing territory. Snatching up a little no, kid to like, introduce him to Taylor. Now, that was great. You know, Jason Kelsey, if if there's one byproduct of the Kelsey name, nobody would be talking 
about Jason Kelsey if it wasn't for Travis and and like I I I believe that and it's it would be wrong for a society not to appreciate Jason Kelsey right. because if Travis wasn't a thing because he's a center and he's not a glamorous position right but him as a person he really yeah. put his he came onto the scene in the Super Bowl parade for Philadelphia Philly, yeah and, yeah and um Dude is just a national treasure, you know. Did you ever watch the documentary on Amazon about I him? I did, Incredible. I did, and it makes Incredible. him so likable. His wife is like the perfect football spot yeah. spouse. Where like, it reminds look, me of like Jason Kelsey and his wife. Um, I can't remember her name, but uh, uh Kylie uh, or Kylie Kelsey yeah. remind me of cousin Kirk and his wife because mm-hmm. he is very much the person that's going to be like. Yeah, I'm taking my shirt off, and she's gonna be like, "Oh, please don't." He's like, "No, I'm gonna do it," and she's like, oh, "Whatever." whatever. You know, like, that's Kyle Kelsey. But there's a great, great uh, meme of Jason sitting there with his shirt off, standing outside the press box, and you can see in the background Kylie's just smiling, like she's just proud, like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's my husband." Yeah. And, and the, so that was the, the the that, and then the picture of like Brittany uh, Mahomes and Taylor Swift yeah. hugging, and in the background, <laughs> Jason's just he chugging just a beer with his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, in Buffalo American, with the windows American open. American hero, American yeah. hero. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. I love the comedy of it. I love the fact yeah. that there's gnashing of teeth over something so stupid. Uh, and it's a fact that I'm almost like, yeah, just give me more. If if the Jason, if we get Jason Kelsey content. Like let's Chiefs to the Super Bowl. I'm good with yeah. it. And that's that's and, my thing. Like, yes, I, I've grumbled on this podcast about Taylor Swift, but like, if it means more Jason Kelsey in my life, give me the right. Chiefs because like yeah. I love that dude. Like he, like I love New Heights. Their podcast is one of my favorite listens. I listen to it every week on my drive um, back home and uh, or on a run. I don't miss it. I, I yeah. and mostly because of Jason, just some true right. American gem. Like I love that dude. And and again, if it gives me more. Like I can stomach the Chiefs in the Super Bowl if I get more shirtless Jason Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, so, that is the peak male body. I don't care what you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, nobody is trying to look like Ryan Gosling. Okay. No. Nobody. No. Nobody wants that. Women no. don't want that. People. No. no. Just just people who don't know what their priorities are in life. Yeah. Listen, I've been you told know. in the past that being big is better to cuddle with. Like, there's that. Like, if you got a little skinny, little small dude, who's, who's going to keep you warm? You got this dad bod that's going to keep people warm, man. Everybody wants to look like Jason Kelsey. Well, I've been told I'm fun to cuddle with, too. That's what I'm not, saying. I'm not a tall person. We're just big, man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're just big, man. I, I've also said that about being hairy, too. You don't want a skinless dude. I mean, hairless <laughs> dude sitting in the bed with you. You're going to. Wake up and be like, is this a woman? You know. <laughs> well, that I this is not. a flat-chested woman, and it's like, <laughs> no, okay, that that's my husband. Okay, <laughs> just reach over, and feel the carpet. So <laughs> we are derailing an hour, one hour and eight minutes, but we're going to finish up with the Titans have made a hire. Brian Callahan, the OC from the Cincinnati Bengals, are your Tennessee Titans' new head football coach, and. You know, there was a lot of stuff happened this week. There, there was a lot of changes in the structure of the Titans front office, and and Rand Carrathan is now in charge of more player development and player acquisition. And so that shows Our that Braves – thank you. Welcome to the Two Bucks Sports Podcast. <laughs> Sports show. Um, Carathon, he – like, it shows that Braves had a lot more control over, like, player personnel, player decisions than he kind of led on to. 
now right. of this restructuring. And so we're going to see what Rain can do. You got an analytics guy as your GM, director of player development and personnel. You got an analytics guy as your head coach and Brian Callahan. I like the hire personally. I said on this podcast, you know, not all that long ago, like <clears throat> I wanted either Callahan or I wanted Ben Johnson from Detroit. Those were two names that right. were that were big. I did not want Dan Quinn from, from the Cowboys because that no. felt like a lateral move from Braves to yeah. Quinn, an old school defensive guy. But this fits kind of the mold of what San Francisco did and what Rand was doing out there before he came to Tennessee, like building an analytics team, a team that is driven by offensive analysts and a team that is driven by offensive numbers. I'm here for it, man. After watching us slug through these so many years, bad offensive lines and Derrick Henry being the only bright spot. And, right. you know, you know, Mariota was a great quarterback, but got wasted. You know, you've got Tannehill, who was a middle of the road quarterback, and he got wasted. And it's but he just, was maximized. I, I totally disagree. They maximized Tannehill. I mean, maybe. You but got, I, you, but you, that's you when got they the, had Luan and, and, and uh, the guy that went to uh, Cleveland, uh, the other offensive lineman. Yeah, and then you had, uh, they had, had a really Walker, good offensive lineman. Like you had Delaney Walker. You had some weapons for him. And so, yeah, you got the best Ryan Tannehill you're going to get, which is still a middle of the road quarterback. But oh, I'm yeah, excited for true. this hire. You know, I'm probably more high, excited about this hire than I was Jeff Levy at State. But I, I think there's like it, it leaves the door open for a bright future. I like the hire. I like the restructuring. I'm excited to see what it's going to turn into. I hope King Henry stays. And at the same time, like, I also kind of hope he goes and gets the Super Bowl because he deserves it. But anyway, I hope he stays in Tennessee. I hope we go get, like, go get T. Higgins. He's a free agent this offseason. Yeah. He played you under got Brian that now. Yeah. And, and you got D. Hop, who's also – he's a Clemson grad, just like T. Higgins is. Go get T. Higgins. Get some weapons for Will for Manny's boy, Will Levis, and let's see what happens. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to root for the Tennessee Titans as long as Manet's boy is the quarterback. I have a hard time, man. He's not the quarterback of the future. He ain't it. Like he can't even decide what to put in in coffee and or to peel his freaking no. bananas. Like he yeah, eats he, a banana with the peel on. Worse, he did decide what to put in his coffee, and it was mayonnaise. Even worse, and then he eats yeah. a banana with the peel on, and like, like, what else do you do, man? Like, do you yeah. shower with your clothes on? Do you like, like, what are we doing here, man? Like, <laughs> Would Lord. that surprise you at this point? No. At this point, no. And this is the man leading my franchise. Like, yeah. Um, real quick, before we get off the NFL, um, who do you think is going to be in Super Bowl? Uh, I think it'll be Baltimore and San Francisco. Baltimore, San Francisco. Okay. I, I, yeah. Who I want? I, I want it to be Detroit. Like I'm all in on yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. I'm all in on Jared Goff and I'm Ron yeah. St. Brown. I love the Lions, man. I will be rooting for the Lions. But right. you asked me who I thought was going to be there, not who I want. Right. So I think it'll be right. San Francisco, Baltimore. I hope it's Detroit, Baltimore. Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be Kansas City. I just it just sure. bet against Patrick Mahomes at your own risk. You know, hundred percent. Right, I think it'll be Kansas City, and like you said, I'm rooting really hard for Detroit. Uh, I'll root for Detroit until Detroit's eliminated. 100%. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, give me Kansas City-Detroit. We'll, I'll just go polar opposite of you, and we'll see where it go. lands And uh, uh, what is Thursday. The loser has to do the shirt, uh, the, the show shirtless next week. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, look, we just got on the network. We ain't getting kicked off. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, speaking of, like, if you are listening to us at this point, go check out bluffcitymerch.com. That's where you can get all the great shirts to represent our great brands, our other great shows. There's some great Memphis gear. If you're listening in the Mid-South, if you're listening in Memphis, go get some stuff to rep your city, man. I love Memphis. Like, Memphis is one of my favorite places in the world. It's the most beautiful land in the world. I'll rep Memphis till I die. 
Uh, Drew and I have had our Bluff City Media shirts on here. There's more stuff that I'm looking at on there. There will be some two-buck sports show swag and, and merch coming, so make sure you stay tuned and look, look for that. Um, but, again, check out BluffCityMerch.com to get all of your Bluff City merch to represent these great podcasts. But, uh, yeah, you know, Drew, man. At the end of the show, we always say there are no refunds for what you heard on this show. Because <laughs> with a two-buck sports show, you always get what you pay for. That's it. We'll see, see you all back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Two Bucks Sports Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of all things Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next time.